Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Um, welcome to Soul Rising. I am welcome. Amy. I'm Erin. Erin, and this is episode 18. Can you believe it? Eight. Crazy. <laughs> 18 episodes um yeah I know and celebrate that I'm I'm thinking to myself I'm like that's awesome like I sat we sat on this for so long and wanted to do it and we just did it and yeah and I'm like so grateful that you reached out and wanted me to be a part of this and um yeah it's it's been the thing that I like look forward to always in your busy week even when I'm busy I'm like I need a because this is my like break time I'm like I want to just chat with Amy and chat with all of that's that's actually a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about today which is human design yeah I'm so excited because I know nothing i mean that's not true. <laughs> i read up a little bit about human design but i'm coming at this uh maybe similar to most folks listening i know nothing about uh human design um whereas amy you've you've been studying it for a while now right you've taken a I'll few studying courses. it since um last spring so we're probably around nine or ten months um you know by self-study i mean like i've got the books um with all the highlights and the post-its yeah um i've done my whole family's chart um (laughs) i do some clients charts once in a while because the interesting thing is how this came into my awareness was last spring maybe like in may into june I would notice this, this theme started to happen for me with, um, when I was doing intuitive guidance readings Mm -hmm. and I was kind of picking up on this energy, this information. And around this time I had kind of started to become aware of human design. And I think I might've followed a couple human design accounts on Instagram. So I had like a very bare bones understanding of it, but what I did understand about it, I was starting to like see a correlation between what I knew about it and some, some of the things that were coming through channeled. And so I just took a chance one day and I was like, by any chance, like, do you know what your human design is? Do you happen to be a generator? And she's like, I have no idea, but that's something I'm interested in too. So how, about if I let you know, after the reading and she did, and she was, and then this happened over and over and over again. And so I'm like, okay, something to this, there's something to this. I need to look into it more. So I bought the books and, um, I've just been down the rabbit hole ever since, because I find it so interesting. It is really interesting. I love all this psychology, like some of the psychology behind some of these. Absolutely. um, And that's really what it is. And, um, you know, I, the reason that I brought up a minute ago, why I said this, that was a perfect segue when you said you kind of look forward to it. It's not really like work. It's more like something that you're willing to give your free time up for. And you are a generator, Erin. I'm a generator as well. And generators are really like they've been called the worker bees of the world mm-hmm. because they are here. They have a lot of energy. They have yeah. a lot of sustainable energy but only when they are doing things that they are lit up by. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're lit up by something, it's like you could just go all night. 
right? It's almost like hard to turn it off. Uh, oh, and we know it's hard to turn us off when right? we get to chat. Still, <laughs> like say that it's yeah because for us this lights yes. us up and our work lights us up and this you know the things that we talk about light us up. So that's really um, why I said that was a perfect segue. But I'm going to start quickly. The little little introduction about introduction. human design. Yeah. So um, human design really came about in like the late eighties. Mm. Um, there was this gentleman, and I'm hoping I pronounce his name right, Ra Uruhu. Ra, I'll just call him Ra from here on out. Not his birth name, but this was a name that he had, you know, given himself um, after his experience, basically downloading, channeling the human design system. Mm -hmm. So he's a Canadian. He was born Alan Krakauer um, in Montreal. He was a businessman, you know, not from what I understand, not really into anything spiritual. Yeah. Um, you know, it mainly was kind of logical left brain businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the 80s, he found himself in Ibiza in Spain teaching. And while he was there, he had this mystical experience for eight days and eight nights um, in which he felt um, that he was, you know, receiving a message channeling from something that he called the voice. Um, and he knew that it was like a far superior, a far superior intelligence than, you know, humans yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or any human that he had ever met. Came from some, someplace greater. Someplace else, right? Someplace else. Yeah. Someplace else and he uh, was absolutely transformed by the experience and felt like this was his life's work. So he was just, you know, really um, lit up by it. Yeah, lit up by it. Yeah. That's really interesting that he had this like mystical experience that sort of, I wonder what that mystical experience looked like. Yeah, I wonder too. I wonder if it just happened. I'll have to do more research around that. I don't know if he was just, you know, sitting around or if he was yeah. trying to get into a meditative state. Like, I don't, I don't know how it came about. I'm curious. But enough, um, Gene Keys, which I won't talk about today because it's kind of like a next level to human design. Um, they can often be um, that together. Like you can, you can learn. Oh, they're interchangeable. Yeah. That's so cool. the, the gates in the human design, which we will yeah. talk about today are yeah. called gene keys um, in here. And this has just kind of a more spiritual spin on it. But Richard Rudd uh, is a uh, from the UK and he also channeled this system. Wow. So I think that's very interesting too. And from my yeah. understanding of Richard Rudd, he also was not naturally maybe naturally somebody that was looking or intending to channel or have a mystical yeah. so I think that's yeah. cool. Well, that's really cool. I feel like we can both kind of relate to that. Yeah, because both of our um, kind of abilities or gifts kind of just dropped in and came in. We weren't really yeah. looking for them or yeah. seeking them, right? Yeah. yeah. So human design really combines four ancient teachings, um, astrology, so you do, this is something that you do need your birth information for. So right. your, your, your time of birth. Yeah. Date. In order to get really, really super specific, the time of date or sorry, the time of birth is 
important, but if you don't know it, we can put like 12 noon in and it will still be for the most part, pretty accurate. Pretty like accurate. Your, your type and stuff won't change. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. So That's it's um, astrology and um, Kabbalah, the I Ching, Ching system, as well as the chakra system. And it's just a combination of mm-hmm. all of them. It's really interesting. It's often been dubbed the new astrology um, or an intersection of science and spirituality. It's really cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, this happened in, in 1987. Um, and then he dedicated the next 25 years of his life developing and teaching the system around the world. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's a synthesis really of ancient and modern sciences. And the purpose of it really is um, it offers insights into your energetic psychology or your yeah. energetic blueprint. Um, and it gives you strategies and techniques that would help you make the right decisions for right. you. Yeah. Um, which ultimately would lead to a life of ease or more ease when, when you feel like, like it's working with you yes. and for you and in mm-hmm. like less resistance. A feeling um, of fulfillment. Absolutely. Almost. Yeah. Like when, when things, you know, sometimes we'll say like, oh, I was just in the right place at the right time. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like the, the more that I learn and adapt my own strategies, the easier mm-hmm. things feel for me. So yeah. there is something to it. Um, and this is like widely popular. There is so much information out there. Um, there mm-hmm. are so many Instagram accounts and people that teach this um, yeah. and that offer it as a service. So you can literally just search in Instagram for like a generator. And you will find a ton through that hashtag or even just human design. So, yeah, I, you know, I think it's a really valuable tool. I certainly am lit up by it. I think it's really interesting. So, yeah. Um, what you will do, the website that I like to use is called mybodygraph.com. Right. It's free. Um, Erin and I went there earlier and put her information in her chart um so maybe we can take a screenshot of that without giving you know the personal information about Erin and put it up on the um mm-hmm. the instagram page yeah. uh, for human dis- or sorry for uh, our soul rising account just so you can kind of have an idea of what it looks like it's really interesting it looks super confusing because all you see is an outline of a figure Mm-hmm. of a human figure and then it and I can see where the chakras comes in because it almost has that exact same image of like uh you know that figure and then the chakras all the way down yeah. and then on the sides it looks like it's got the um that's where astrology comes in which is really cool um it, j- it looks like it's a, it looks intense but when you, and I think Amy, you, we'll talk about a little bit more, but when you sort of look at it and um, break it down, it's it's not as complex. It looks like a lot of information all at once. Yeah. And so we can get overwhelmed by it, but we just need to break it down by little chunks. And often people will say the most important thing to learn about yourself really is um, knowing what your type is mm-hmm. and strategy. And even if you knew those two things, 
um, you know, you would be better off um, yeah. and kind of understanding yourself. All the, the other pieces are kind of next level understanding and they, they are valuable. I actually found learning about all the gates and what they mean to be extremely enlightening for me um, and made a lot of sense to me, but yeah don't get overwhelmed. Try not to get overwhelmed. It looks like a lot, but one, one step at a time. (laughs) Absolutely. So when we're, I wish I had a printed chart here. I did have one and I don't know where it is, but there, the chart will have, um, it will have, it's like, looks like a body. Yeah. Okay. Like the shape of a body and outline. And then it's got little, um, triangle squares and they are called centers. Mm, okay. okay. Um, so really the first thing that I wanted to talk about are um, d- defined versus undefined and what that means. So mm. a defined center simply means that one of those um, one of those shapes for you yeah. that we just talked about is colored in. That means it's defined. Um, and that is that means that you have consistent energy throughout your life in those places. Interesting. And it determines how you express your particular traits and skills. Um, if you're undefined, so if you're somebody that has a lot of um, not colored in centers, which Erin, you have more undefined than I do. So I only have two undefined oh, centers really? in my chart and okay. you have five yeah um right yeah, <laughs> yeah so, not, not a lot colored in <laughs> so actually i i've kind of heard people say that the undefined centers can be thought of as our gifts mm, okay um so anything not colored in is undefined it does reveal though where you are susceptible to conditioning mm. and it can result in what human design will call the not self right which we'll get into it in a moment um that openness, that undefinedness represents where you can be designed to be receptive to life. So that's why it can be seen as a gift. You need really to lean into discernment in order, um, you know, to see like, if, if you, if you use your strategy and your authority, which we'll get to in a moment, um, then it's easier for you to discern between what's your not self and, um, you know, what's aligned with you and what's it, 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 the more you lean into your strategy, the more you will be receptive to life. So, okay. You can really learn a lot in those places. And, um, yeah, so it's, um, the openness can be really interesting to the mind and the ego Mm. because they are so sensitive to conditioning. Right. So your ego, your mind um, will try to find some adaptive strategies to lead you away from your true nature. And that's the non-self. So for a generator like Aaron and I, Mm -hmm. the not-self is frustration. So because we talked about a generator is here to work and do the work, um, but needs to really be careful about what they are doing to make sure that the work is lighting them up rather than draining. When you work that lights us up, you think of our aura, our energy is just that much more impactful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like it's amplified. Yeah. Um, So it's really, really important. Um, And would you say that's true for um, all of the, what do they call all of the categories or all of the, all of the, um, types. the types? The types, yeah. So each type will have a different um, 
a different, uh, sorry, what's the word? Like, um, strategy. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the four types. We've got the generators and the manifesting generators. Um, they are slightly different, but basically at the root, very similar. They make up 70% of the population. So, you know, a lot of us here, I think it's almost equal 35, 35 for generators and manifesting generators. Generators are said to be the, like the OGs, um, Mm -hmm. like around at the very beginning. And then Erin brought in an interesting point that she had read earlier about um, you reading like manifestors and generators and- Yeah, that, um, so manifestors were the one, manifestors and generators, and I think the other the other types that we'll get into were around in like the the 1700 or like way way back when when we were still figuring out how to navigate in society and how to build um, and to like live in this materialistic world. And so, so, so we're the builders. Yeah. yeah, we were the builders. And so the the manifestors were like the leaders. Um, they were putting out these ideas and then the generators, um, and I guess the manifest generators were the ones who were, um, putting their ideas and building on those ideas out into the, out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. The generators and the manifesting generators have sustainable energy. mm -hmm. The other types to my understanding do not have as much sustainable energy energy yeah right um yeah okay so 70% of the population our strategy is to respond to things so you know that can come in the form of oh this lights me up this is interesting to me or for me oh you know the universe keeps dropping in this information when I'm doing readings I need to respond to it Right. Or I read something and it just hits a certain way. Or I hear somebody say something I'm like, oh, that's, that's what we need to respond. So sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult to kind of get the ball rolling, you -hmm. know, because Mm -hmm. we need something to respond to. And that's why it's so important to be following the things that light you up. Yeah. Yeah. And making sure you're doing things, um, you know, because you actually love and enjoy it and I know it's not reasonable to think that 70% of the population is going to spend all their time doing what they love because there's a lot of stuff we have to do we have responsibilities we're not going to love right (laughs) I've learned is like even Mm -hmm. if we kind of you know the ratio of um the more that we do what we love even you know if it's like we can take 40% of our day and then 60 doing the other stuff we don't necessarily love the energy carries over and gives us some motivation to do it but we really need to prioritize the things that we are interested in Mm -hmm. things we're really lit up by it's it's really important that we do that yeah it sounds like it's all about maintaining balance within absolutely yeah absolutely wow which is, yeah, and you know, there's so many of us generators and you think about um, society and how society works and we, we do things maybe out of sense of obligation or we, we do a job because that's where the money is or that's what our parents did or whatever it is. Yeah. And how that just really is not going to work for a generator. And yeah. generator, the 70% of the population, which, you know, you understand why so many people are burnt out and why things aren't really working out that great. That's true. Or why there's why we're out of balance 
Yeah. Think about how much more impactful we, I mean, cause you can feel the energy when somebody's doing something and they really like it. Oh, well, that's the, that's the thing when you, and I'm sure everyone, um, for the most part can relate to it when you have like a really good teacher that is passionate about the work and that that passion you feel thrive off. I like feed yeah. off that energy and you begin you to understand. yeah yeah love that teacher you want to go to class more yes. right whereas you can tell and I've got one right now <laughs> that is super burnt out and I you just you just can tell right and that's what you would think of like I know each type has a different strategy but mm -hmm. in general if you think about your not self it's yeah. just kind of like, like, it just doesn't feel as good. Therefore, you're not as impactful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I find this so valuable to know. Um, so yeah, a strategy for manifesting generators and generators is to respond to life. Um, our aura as generators are open and enveloping. Okay, so very open. We're here to learn about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As generators. Our signature, which could be said as um, when things are going good, when you're feeling aligned, is satisfaction. So if you are living with your strategy, which is part of the puzzle, part of the piece here, if you are responding to life, therefore you're not, you're not having to like, you know, always um, for, it's about not forcing, right? And I think that this is why our work is so perfect for us because we can't force this. It just comes mm -hmm. and we respond to it. But yeah. if, if, if it came to the day, if we were trying to do something and we we're just like, it's just not here and I can't, there's just nothing. You can't force it. No. no right. Exactly. But if we did, it would lead to our not self, which is frustration. Frustration. Yeah. So for generators, for manifesting generators, for those of you listening, when things are going good for you, you're going to feel naturally satisfied with life. Mm -hmm when you're feeling a lot of frustration it means there is something in your life that needs to change in terms of maybe you're trying to to start something and you don't have the the um you know the inspiration at the moment maybe you need a little bit more clarity maybe you know you just need to respond to something to give you that hit so that you know that's the thing yeah yeah so you just wait for it and it will come but if you're forcing as a generator, it's mm. a pretty good sign you're not in alignment. In there shouldn't be any force because we're like this, you know, work workhorses, you know, like we can go and go and go and go when we're doing what we're supposed to do. So yeah. it's really important. Um, then we've got projectors. So my one of my kids are projectors, um, one of the newer types uh, yeah. to come along. Their strategy is to wait for the invitation. Um, so their aura for protectors is focused and absorbing mm. and they're here to, to learn about and understand others. Their signature when things are going well is success and their not self is bitterness. <laughs> yeah. Almost like, I know I can help. I know I can do this, but yeah. somebody's maybe like not responding to it. Somebody's not getting it. Yeah, Someone's not receiving it. Mm -hmm. so it could make you feel that way a little bit. Is how yeah. I, I can see that in my son, who's a projector. Mm, it's interesting. It's interesting to be able to see your your children. Yeah, it's very helpful actually in parenting. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to really 
you understand yourself a little bit better with this kind of, of stuff, but you're able to understand your children and help and support them in the ways that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, my husband and I are generators Mm. and then we've got a projector. Um, and then our other two are manifestors, which we're about to get to. That's really so amazing. it's a whole lot of stuff happening in this household, you know, and we're all kind of doing it differently. We yeah. have different ways of being. Yeah. Um, manifestors, uh, about 9% of the population, their strategy is to inform before they act. Mm. So they need, they're the like initiators, right? They're like the go get Like I got, I, this, I got this idea. I intuitively know that this is what we need collectively. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All they need to do in order for other people to receive that is just to give a heads up to inform, mm. inform. This is what I'm doing. They're better received when they do that. Um, so they're not self is anger, right? Because mm-hmm. they can kind of initiate They're they're initiators, you know? So sometimes if you're initiating um, and you've got this kind of, their aura is closed and repelling. And that's not meant as a bad thing. It's just, it's almost, I almost view it as like a protection thing so that other people can't project onto them as right. much. Yeah. Because they have such strong, like this, I know what needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. So they're not self-theme is anger. Mm. That's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Their signature is peace. They mm. are here to understand their impact on other people. Mm. we need manifestors in the world you can see how we need we need all of us right it's just absolutely yeah it's just we I feel like it's so helpful for me to know that I need to respond to things and to recognize when the universe is giving me something to respond to it can be just an idea that pops in Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if it feels right if you kind of get like oh there's something there for it that that's all it needs to be yeah, absolutely. You just have to respond to something. Yeah. So then let's go to reflectors. I only know Ooh. one reflector. I only know one. Less than 1% of the population. These people will have no definition in their chart, no colored in centers, all open. So very oh. um, susceptible to conditioning. Mm. Okay. Um, a, f- a friend of mine, I won't give any details about her, but she is the only reflector I know. And I have done readings for her before I even knew she was a reflector. I kept feeling almost like this, like she was a barometer mm. yeah, or the right. collective. Like I'm here to literally mirror to you what isn't working and then to mirror to you what is working. That's pretty so powerful. It's very cool. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, so their strategy you know, ours is to respond. Um, there is this literally to wait a full lunar cycle. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. They just need to wait um, more time than the rest of us. And maybe it's because there's so mm. much potential for conditioning. Yeah, I was going to say they feel security. all of that energy. Yeah. There's more to work through to, to get to the to your time with things. Yeah. yeah. So if, yeah. if you're a reflector, it's really important that you make time, give yourself time to make decisions. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously these aren't like 
um, you know, absolutes. These are kind of guidelines. If a reflector is like, okay, well, I've made the decision after two weeks. Well, obviously you don't have to wait a full lunar cycle. Oh, I am so sorry. The lunar cycle has not finished yet. <laughs> I need time. Um, <laughs> tell, tell your, tell your bosses that reflectors. I know. Right. <laughs> so funny. Their, um, aura is resistant and sampling. So that's the, the mirror piece, right? It's like, I'm going to try this yeah. out if it works. Oh no, that doesn't work. Um, so her signature is surprise, kind of like surprise and delight. Like, oh, um, I feel I feel a lot of innocence when I, when I connect to reflector energy. Yeah. It's yeah. very innocent. Um, well, when you think about like, you know, a child is is similar in the way where, you know, you when you come into this world, you're open to all that. You're open yeah. to all of it, right? You're absorbing so much information. So I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. And they're not self-disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> makes me think of that innocence too, where you're like, oh, you know, like, I don't know. It just makes me feel of, I feel I like- I automatically feel like disappointment sometimes. Well, that makes me feel like disappointment in society or yes. when things, you know, you're disappointed in the, the outcome maybe of something. It, it wasn't what you had hoped for or expected. Yeah. Yeah. So reflectors are like, just from my experience with the person that I do know, and again, without getting too personal, you know, like, um, either are going to feel real good with somebody or not, not good. right? Yeah. Because they're going to, they're, they have no, none of this conditioning. So they are just almost like, um, you know, like a, like a BS detector. Like this is, I see right through you. Like mm -hmm. this is just, mm -hmm. nope. That's not for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important. I feel like for reflectors, um, especially to know that about themselves and to trust. Okay. Like, yeah, no, this is not working for me. I don't need to force. I don't need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about inner authority. Cause I talked a little bit about it. It's kind of tapped into strategy, mm -hmm. strategy, um, and inner authority kind of go together. These are the most important things I think of all the whole chart. So okay. again, for generators, it's to respond. Projectors is to wait for the invitation manifestors to inform and reflectors, um, to wait, you know, for that full lunar circle. So, um, Inner authority. So we all have an inner authority. This kind of is based off of the body graph chart. All of those centers represent different things. Mm -hmm. um, the inner authority is your inner intelligence. It's that inner compass. Okay. Okay. Um, it will tell you whether a decision is right or wrong for you. And it's really body-based. It's not mind-based. Uh, it's really innate. It's in your body. I like that. Yeah. It precedes the mind. And trusting it requires you to listen to your body more. And shouldn't we all listen to our bodies more? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then I added in a little um, raw quote, raw, the, um, the mm -hmm. original guy, the OG who brought this to life was what you can trust to make decisions. And it is never the mind. That's what he said about the inner authority. It's what you can trust to make decisions. It's never this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got solar plexus, mm -hmm. emotional authority. Aaron and I both have emotional authority. Emotional authority means that you really, you know, feel the ups and downs. You ride the waves of emotion. 
you kind of like this. This is just how it is. It's how you're made. And, um, you know, we don't need to get lost in it or judge it or internalize it. It just is. But that also means the power in knowing this is um, like the guidance that he gives is if you have emotional authority, you should wait to ride out the emotional wave before you make a decision. Well, I can definitely see how that, I mean, that resonates with me for sure. Because you might say like, sure, I'll do that. And then tomorrow you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, you just give yourself permission. It's like sleep on it. To wait. Yeah. And I truly find the more, like for me from personal experience, the more that I live with, mm -hmm. the more I adapt to and, you know, embody that emotional authority mm -hmm. and my strategy of waiting to um, respond, yeah, yeah. the emotional clarity comes quicker. The mm -hmm. emotional wave is less of a, like it shortens the, the length for me. So I did a, I did a workshop on this once and I said, you know, I always listen to my intuition and hear a, a got yes or no right away, but I'm an emotional authority. So am I doing it wrong? And she said, no, it means that you are operating on like next level of your inner authority mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can trust that yes or no right away yeah but if the, if but you know it just it's just next level but I think in general we should give ourselves a day or a night or whatever it is right yeah 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 give yeah. yourself a little a little bit of time or even if you feel maybe that's the difference of like if you feel even like the slightest bit of hesitation that yes yeah. Then that's maybe your body's way. Right? Absolutely. Telling you to take time with it. And that's what, that's what was just coming in was like, um, you know, about, um, what was I just going to say? Responding. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If the answer isn't immediately like, yes, just wait until your body responds and you hear it. But the more that you kind of know that about yourself, I think the more, um, the better you'll get at understanding that because so many of our us are disconnected from our body. So to hear like, oh, our authority comes from our body, like, okay, mm -hmm. um, that's that's the challenge. But that also is such a turning point, I feel, in um, doing this. Um, so then we got sacral authority. We've got splenic authority. Splenic is your spleen. That's the gut, yes or no. Okay, I like that word. Splenic, I like it too. I have... So for me, the reason that maybe um, I lean on that gut, yes or no, yeah. more often the waiting all the time for emotional clarity is because in my spleen center, um, which on yours is on the bottom left, looking <laughs> a triangle, <laughs> I have all but one of those numbers highlighted which you have two of them. I've got all but one highlighted, which means I have all but one gates in the spleen activated. Oh. And I feel like that's why maybe I can do the, like, you just do it. Yeah. 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 So you've interesting. got in there. Yeah. It's interesting. Do the um, numbers mean anything? Absolutely. Those are gates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those are gates. And those for me, it was the most interesting part but again that might be like overwhelming make note of that yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I we only have so much time we could absolutely have like yeah various 
did take note of your channels though. I'm not going to get into all your gates today, but I will explain what a gate is. And I did take note of your channels because you only have three channels. So I felt like I could talk about them. Um, okay, we got splenic. So we got a solar plexus, sac sacral, splenic, self-authority, and then none, which would be a mental projector or a reflector. Like I said, they yeah. don't have any body authority. Mm -hmm. um okay then we've got definitions so Aaron you you're if you look on your chart it says where your chart properties are on my body graph it says that um let me see your definition is single definition do you see where it says that underneath your signature oh, yes yeah so that means that there's a continuous connection between and like a center two centers so there's something connected one continuous and i see it it's on the bot very bottom um the spleen i see the 18 connects to the 58 and 41 connects to the 30 that's one continuous oh i see yes um interesting so that's really um like it's continuous energy okay yeah. mine is split definition which means i have two centers like that that are connected mm -hmm. and you can also have um triple and very rarely quadruple wow. which is four yeah um <laughs> so then we've got profiles now profiles was one of my favorite things to learn about so on your body graph where it has your chart information you will see under your authority it says profile and then it's got four six Mm, yeah, four to opportunist six. Role, role model. model. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, I think there are 12 profiles, but just further nuances in your design. So yes, we're both generators, but we have different definitions. We have different gates and different channels. Yeah. Um, and that, that number, that four, six is based on those gate numbers. So if you look at the numbers that run in the column on both sides, we'll start at the top. You've got 18.6 and 58.4. So all those numbers after the decimal point, like 0 0.6, 0 0.6, 0 0.1, 0 0.1, mm -hmm those the four six comes from those depending on what you have the most of yeah okay yeah um so that's just an another interesting nuance to it it can be seen your profile can be seen as the costume you wear um while you're learning your specific role mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah it says in the metaphor of the movie when you find you have a role you find your purpose. Finding your role is what you achieve when you transcend the attributes and characteristics of your design and live out your cross and profile as yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now I had written down, I was going to talk about your profile, but I wrote down the wrong profile. Oh no. I wrote down that you were a three, five, but you're a four, six. Ah. I, I can't talk about the four. I don't know enough about it. But what I do know about the six part is that sixes are really, um, you know, there's a lot of trial and error. Yep. There's a lot of, I'm going to see if this works. Okay, it doesn't work. Um, it, I kind of was reading like up until 
the, you know, maybe the thirties or so it's a lot of trial and error. Um, and then throughout the thirties, you know, into later age, it's, you're kind of getting your bearings, you're kind of understanding things a little bit more. And then usually after middle age, they, they say it's, I forget the term. It's like on the roof. Mm -hmm. I think what it is, is what he calls it. It's almost like this guide energy. You're really meant to do all this trial and error and figure out what works, what does it for you. Because when you're doing that for you, you're doing it for the collective. And then to take all that lived experiences and do something with it for the collective. So there's a, there's a guide kind of teachery energy that comes through, but it's later in life. And so, you know, it's, it's okay to start and stop things. If you got a six in your profile, thank you. You're going to be, you're, you're learning how to master. You will get there when you get there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Not you. That's um, really I interesting. I had more to say about that. Oh, no, that's I, okay. I that, listen, that little tidbit was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I okay. like. I, I think every, maybe well, what we can do is like link the mybodygraph.com for folks Absolutely. too, so that wow. y'all can go and like check it out um, because it's really, it's just interesting. And I had no idea, you know, about the colors and what's not colored and the numbers. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to get whatever book you have. Uh, yeah. This is called <laughs> Understanding Human Design. Um, this is by Karen yeah. Curry Parker. She is on Instagram. She has an amazing um, uh, human design Instagram page. This has everything you need. If you're interested in there, like learning about every gate that you have, that yeah. would be where you want to go. Um, so then we'll quickly talk about the columns. Mm -hmm. So the columns are the two um, red on the left, black on the right on each side of the body graph. Mm -hmm. The um, red side is called the personality side, or sorry, the design side. Okay. Um, some people will refer to it as the unconscious side. Mm -hmm. And the black is the personality or the conscious side. So the red numbers, the design side represents your unconscious behaviors, attributes, and needs. Everything mm -hmm. on the red side, okay? Yeah. Um, it's calculated all those things are calculated approximately 89 days before birth is what I read um because you'll notice in your information um where it's got your birth date your birth data right and then underneath it says your design date and it's a different date than your birthday it's October 1st for you mine is in October too mine's like October 8th or something oh. a lot of my um my stuff over there will be Libra based because that's the time of year um, that that date falls in. So you'll be very similar to me there as well. Um, this is the nature of your unconscious, you know, the subconscious, all of that stuff. If you want to do some shadow work, look at your, the red column in, red. Your, in your chart. Um, that's where all that is. It's your biogenetic inherent, inheritance, you know, the things, ancestral healing, all those things are going to be over there. The black side is your personality um, or your um, conscious. So these things you're going to be more aware of probably in your lifetime about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, they represent themes, attributes, behaviors that you'll recognize and identify with. They're calculated at the moment that you're born. You have conscious access to all these. And these are like who you think you are. 
The other side is maybe who you don't know. Like these are things you don't know or things you don't want to know. Right. Um, but it's all it's all what you what you need to do here. Then we've got an incarnation cross. So these are the big ticket items that I feel like um, Ooh, I didn't even see know. that incarnation. Yeah. So the incarnation cross is calculated. So if you see at the top, we have got, um, on, on the one side, on the red side, the top number is your unconscious son. And the top number on the left side is your conscious son. And then underneath that is your unconscious earth. And then over there is your conscious earth. So those are your big four. Um, and those are the numbers that are used to calculate your incarnation cross. Ooh. Uh, it's a, basically a calculation of your personal personality and your design earth and suns. It represents 70% of the imprinted and consistent energy in your being. So if you're going to learn anything other than, Hey, I'm a generator, I should wait to respond and I should wait for emotional clarity, dig deep into what your incarnation cross is. It's said to be like the plot line, the storyline of your life, um, where you can learn the most. Wow. I'm going to highlight that. Yeah. Um, it ultimately defines the path or purpose in this lifetime. So um, I also uh, made note of that it will slowly emerge over the, t over time. Okay. So when I read mine, it was kind of like, I don't, I don't know, like I could see myself in it, but not fully. Um, it will slowly emerge over time as you live in, uni in unison, as you adopt, as you, um, you know, really, embody your strategy and your authority these things will kind of naturally come into play this is really consistent energy in your lifetime and also if you kind of look back over your life you might see that common thread running through of maybe things that didn't work out or did work That's out cool. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and it, uh, interestingly enough too it says it often comes into play around your uranus return yeah. um which i just got over 38 to 42 i'm 42 now i feel like i just went through this some people will call this the beginning of a midlife crisis it's really when all these <laughs> desires and goals and dreams that are unfinished come up come back up because it's kind of like you know mm -hmm. shit or get off the pot it's yeah. it's time it's time yeah. um and so this being the plot line, the story of your line of your life, it would make sense that these things would come up at that time. Um, so yours is the right angle cross of service. Mm. And um, what I wrote down about this was this cross will bring you an interesting blend of the love and the, I took this right off the site, I should say, bring you an interesting blend of the love and beauty and life and energy to correct logical process. This correction is an important process in our world because it helps change patterns and moves us towards making progress. The finding beauty aspect in life may make some people envious as they want access to that energy to utilize it more in a practical or as a practical correct correction. Your drive is to use the energy for less practical manners and more aesthetic or spiritual things. So that's interesting, but definitely to be of service. And I think that will make a little bit more sense mm. um, in a minute when I talk about um, your specific channels, because you have three. Um, so yeah, I just took notes about the different centers. Wow. 
um, I think that might be next level. So we'll talk about it uh, maybe another time. Another time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the channels. Let's let's end with channels and gates. Okay. So yeah. the channels are. So if you're looking at your chart, there's lines that connect all of these centers. Think about them like veins because they kind of look like that. They look like veins. They're yeah, lines that connect all the different centers together. Mm -hmm. And some of them have no color and some of them have color. Some of them are full color all the way across. Some of them are just half done. Yeah. Some of them are red. Some of them are black. So the red would represent coming from the unconscious side. Unconscious side. Unconscious. Um, and cool. that, you know, is really um, consistent energy lifetime consistent energy. So a channel is composed of two gates. Gates are numbers. So you got to have two gates, the channel connects them. Um, and this is like thought of as communication between those centers. This is how they communicate to each other. Wow. And each channel represents a specific theme, or essential aspect of experiencing life as a human. Mm. Um, so it's, I just want to point out that although we don't have every single gate highlighted in our chart, mm -hmm. we still experience every single gate because we're human and we have access to every single gate. All it means is the ones that are highlighted for you are ones that are just maybe these themes that show up all the time and that are consistent. It doesn't mean you don't experience the others. Yeah. And similarly to astrological time, each gate will go in transit at certain times like I believe that gate 13 is in transit right now and you do have that gate um so what that means is when the gate is in transit whatever that gate that channel represents might be amplified for you at that mm. time and you mean transit like in the planets and the yes system. okay yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. So each of these numbers um, have, um, you know, a time period associated with them. Oh, on where they are, where in, they are in the year. Yeah. Yeah. So Whoa. then the gates can be seen as the entry and exit points that establish the flow between the centers. So the gates are the numbers again, mm -hmm. they are activated on the side. So in the columns, we talked about the red and the black, they are activated by a planet so gotcha. when we talked about the sun yeah. and the earth are those top four and then underneath you've got north node south node moon mercury venus all the way through so that's just another next level of understanding if you wanted to take it and go okay what do i know about jupiter okay this is what i know about jupiter what do i know about gate six okay combine there's mm -hmm. going to give you a lot of information there wow. yeah. of how you can use that <laughs> That's next level. That's something that I'm learning about right now. And it blows my socks mm -hmm. off, especially North Node. So then finally, um, huh. wow. Oh, here's a good. I took notes actually what all the planetary keynotes are. And for North Node, it's just the line of geometry where you're going. The South Node is where you came from. Um, yeah, the moon represents your feelings, instincts, change your body, all of these things. I will take a note of this and I will post this on the Instagram page as well. So if you guys do your chart, then you can compare and go, okay, like what is my son? And then what does that number represent? It's very easy to Google these things because there's so much information online. You yeah. can Google like 13.4 North Node and something will come up. It'll come up. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so let's quickly end with your channels. So again, channels are um, when two gates connect two centers and there is a full in colored line um, and you have three channels. So this is very consistent energy that you have and you can use it to your advantage um, or not, right? Because <laughs> some of it is unconscious. So it's the things that can kind of run us. Maybe it's yeah. the, the shadow at sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so you've got the channel of concentration which is gate nine, the gate of focus, and gate 52, which is the gate of stillness. This is the energy of the root center. The root is at the very bottom. It really yeah. is the thing that gives us um, the power, you know, mm -hmm. it gets us going. It's yeah. the energy of focus for focus and concentration or not. So when the pulse is on, you got to go, you got to get stuff done when you feel it. When yeah. it's off, it's going to feel really challenging for you to turn it on. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and just knowing, okay, okay. I got, it's here. It's here. I got to go. And just like, gotta go for it. Yeah. self aware and just ride it. And then when the pulse is up, I can't force it. The pulse I is up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so taking the things you've learned and it's taking the logical, the things that you've learned and bringing it up to your throat. It's bringing it up towards your throat center um, in order to express it. The learning and doing repeatedly, consistently, so that patterns can be established hmm. as a collective behavior. Wow. So it's like you doing your own experimenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm, as a way energetically to bring, like establish patterns for the collective. So I think that's really kind of cool. Um, and I think what I intuitively get is like that pulse piece is really important for you that on or off piece because when you feel on it's so it's it works so well with your generator of being lit up and responding yeah, yeah. you're going to be like on fire I really feel like part of the reason for this channel is almost to, to show through by example you know, to go, 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 like when the, when it's right. And then to step back and yeah. to give yourself permission to do so and to rest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if rest is an issue for you or not, but sometimes, or maybe it has been. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because the, yeah, the 950. Yeah. I was seeing, yeah. I was wanting to see if it was on. I tend to go, go, go so mm -hmm. much. And then, then I reached the point of burnt okay. out. Yeah. And then if we're like, I need to do something, <laughs> I'm just so exhausted to do that thing that maybe I'm supposed to do or not, you know? It just... Right. It's all tied in with your generator. Um, but also that channel of concentration, you can really like the folk, the gate of focus and then the gate of stillness. So it's like, I'm focused, I'm going all in or no, I need to retreat. That's just part of your consistent energy. It's just part of your, your being, your way mm -hmm. of being. Um, yeah, and it's been a huge huge lesson yeah yeah then we've got the channel of judgment which is the 1858 my husband has this too because you guys have the same birthday different years but yeah yeah, yeah 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 you got this, uh so we've shout got out to scott <laughs> yeah shout out to scott the the gate 18 is the gate of correction and gate 58 is the gate of vitality so this is almost like a channel of knowing what others should do hmm but needing and almost like almost feeling frustrated sometimes because you're like, I know, I know how to do this. Like I, I, I have the answer and other people maybe not always being ready for it or receptive of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so it's purely projected. It's a purely projected channel, um, meaning it serves best when others ask for it. Wow. So yeah. you're offering something like some sort of guidance or feedback for somebody. It, it, it potentially at some times cannot be received well. Yeah. If, yeah. So, if you are best served when somebody asks for yes. what, this is why what you do is perfect because yes. somebody's asking for you for your wisdom and you give it. And that means it's received really well. The mm -hmm. impact because you are, you know, tapping into that energy of yours, mm -hmm. it's going to be received really well. So just, um, it's almost like, just, just, it's almost like, it feels a bit frustrating for me. And I see this in my, like, as I'm tapping into your energy and I, I see this in my husband so often because he's like, but I know, but I know, but I know. <laughs> it's almost like, if I need it, I'll ask, right? So it's, I don't, it's, I don't know. like, shut up. Just <laughs> shut, no, I'm like, shut yeah, up. no, I don't mean it like that, but it's very intuitive. Energy. No, I know. I know. Yeah. It's intuitive and it's this energetic ability to make things correct. Yeah and make things right mm -hmm. um, in order to get to the vitality in order to really express joy. Yeah. But that's it's true. Cool. One of my, that's all one of my, cool. yeah. 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 Things. Yeah. One of my triggers is if somebody doesn't understand what I'm trying to say, mm -hmm. I get frustrated. Yeah. You know what I've learned though, because you have an open an undefined throat as do I. So I only have two undefined, my throat and my identity, which is right underneath. The, the one right in the middle is identity and then the throat mm -hmm. is right above it. These are the only two open I have and you have that too. So what I learned about having an open throat is that's, it's a, it's a gift. It's something that we're here we're here to learn how to express, right? But because we don't have consistent energy, we don't have anything going up to the throat. Yeah. So we've, we don't, we don't have consistent energy. So the timing, we have to be really careful of the timing and we have to be careful when, when we, and I think I might've shared this on a past episode as somebody with an open throat, when you don't have the words or you can't get it out, right. Mm -hmm. It's not the time or you're not supposed to talk about it at all. And yeah. it's really important that people with yeah. an open throat know this. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. it's about being super impactful with the right people mm -hmm. because they're seeking it out and potentially triggering to people that aren't seeking it. Yeah. 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 So that frustration, I feel that frustration too, because if somebody doesn't understand me, I feel like I have to explain myself and it almost ticks me off a little bit. Like I know that I have this thing with my husband and, and I'll get ticked off and he'll get ticked off. Cause he's like, I don't know why you're explaining yourself, but I just feel like, Oh, well, if you understood me, then you would yeah. understand that. So I'm trying to explain it to you, but it's just almost like, yeah. it's, it's not happening. <laughs> message is not meant to be shared yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Us to know. and you can see how that would lead to frustration which is your 100 percent. that's how this is all connected these things when you're not when you're you're not self will be connected to all of these and your aligned self it holds the guidance for both um so it just says you know you know what to do if you know you know what to do you're intuitive you know really what's best for the collective for the most part but you it's it's like holding your tongue knowing that you'll be most impactful when you are recognized and asked for guidance yeah when the right time <laughs> when is the right i time? have this channel too yeah that's yeah. interesting 
Uh -huh. Then finally, we've got the channel of recognition. We've got gate 30, the gate of feelings, and gate 41, the gate of contraction. This is the energy of fantasy and desire, which is interesting. The energy, this is the energy that starts the year yeah. and is very creative. Yeah. Um, and it breeds motivation. It's the difference between thinking and doing. Mm -hmm. But this channel is about taking action on a goal and dream. But it, the it requires the right timing. This is also perfect. Oh, this must be a generator gate as well, because yeah. it's That's burnout okay. is rooted here. Yeah. Right. So it's like a go, go, go. I got it. I know what to do. I'm ready. I'm motivated. Yeah. Yeah. But the see how they're all connected with the timing because the other one was the timing of being recognized and sharing your voice. Timing is something that's really important for you, Erin. Yeah. yeah. Um, this channel needs to be, used and it's correctly. true just mm -hmm. in like a very intuitive from also a higher self yeah Please. like look how this how look how this ties in the other ones it's a difference between thinking and doing the channel is about taking action on a goal and a dream but burnout is rooted here and this channel needs to be used correctly it requires the right timing to express itself correctly it is important to wait for clarity before acting yeah so you're waiting to respond emotional clarity yeah timing is right timing is right i'm waiting to respond somebody's seeking me out somebody's booking a reading okay good they need my guidance i can help yeah. them what you're doing is perfect yeah. really i feel very much intuitively like um the the desire at like an energetic level to be recognized um because you do have all this intuitive wisdom like i know how to help you mm -hmm. but it really needs to be in the right place at the right time with the right people yeah yeah but yeah. And that maybe that, that could also be why sometimes in, in readings, right, it, things don't, somebody wants an answer, but it doesn't come through. Yeah. And it could just be because it's not the right time for that person or I'm not meant right. to get that Absolutely. information, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of how you intuitively interpret it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's really cool how those those um, channels really tie in. I have many more, I don't know how many channels I have, but I have at least 10. Wow. And it might be just because I have way more defined, defined energy there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you found this interesting or not, but. Um, 1,000. Okay, good. I, find it like, <laughs> I could talk about it for like five more hours because I could get into every gate and everything. It's so amazing. But takeaways from this. Yeah your type so like generator manifesting generator manifester projector reflector important to know simply because then it will give you your authority mm -hmm. right and it will give you your strategy so yeah. to recap to wait for the invitation no sorry wait to respond for us generators and manifesting generators mm -hmm. um to inform as a manifester to be invited as a projector mm -hmm. And then the full lunar circle for the cycle for the um, the reflector. Reflect, yeah. And then also really just, I'm going to point it out for those of you guys that do this on your own and you're on the body graph, on the um, chart properties where it's got all that information, you'll see where it says not self keynotes, not self questions. These are things that you might want to um, think yeah. about. So when we're in our not self, it means, you know, um, not in our aligned self, we're not we're not tapping into our innate energy um 
And so this has a lot to do with conditioning. So for Erin, one of the not-self questions is, because she's got an undefined heart, do I think I have something to prove? She's got an open, uh, undefined, aj I think it's Ajna, I think it's pronounced. It's like, it's the, there's the head, and then I think the aj it's almost like the third eye or the mind. Yeah. Am I trying to convince myself that I'm certain? Mm. Uh, for throat, am I trying to attract attention? For G, which is identity, am I looking for direction and love? Mm you and I both have this open identity, open identity for people with an opening open identity center. We can almost sometimes be, we can take on, we're, we're really here to understand ourselves and figure out who we are. Right. Um, but we can be, we're really, easy, can be really easily influenced by others and by energy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. because of that, if you know that, yeah. Really important that you, if you're kind of somebody that might take on qualities of the people that you're around all the time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. make sure you're around people that you actually want to be like and mimic. <laughs> make sure you want to like surround yourself by the people that you really admire because you will absorb that energy. That energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. It's very, me too. It's very true. Yeah. And I noticed it through my earlier years, especially in relationships where it's like, all of my interests or whatever would change depending on what boyfriend I had. And then I look back and I'm like, what was that? And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's part of the part of the process of figuring out like, who am I, and what, yeah. what works for me, but it's something to be mindful of as, as somebody with an open identity. And also to not, it's part of our work here to kind of, I intuitively feel it's part of our work here to know that we're already whole because somebody that has an open identity might be looking for their other half, be really focused on mm. love and direction and like somebody yeah. to make us whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really, really look at this. Yeah. Am I trying to answer everybody else's questions? That's <laughs> the open head, <laughs> right? It's, great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. To no, thank here. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody for listening. I hope you've learned something. It'd be really cool if you want to share like, we'll put some information out mm -hmm. on the Instagram page. Once um, this episode airs on the weekend. And then maybe we'll do a poll and be like, hey, like, what's what's your type or like, you know, things yes. like that would be interesting. Yeah, I really want to see if there's any more reflectors out there listening to us. Because I yeah, let us know too if you if you did your um, human design and you would like to share, please let us know. We let us know. Them. We want to know. Yeah. And um, yeah, if there's anything you want, um, if there's any questions you have about the things that I've talked about today, mm -hmm. shoot us a DM. Yeah. Ah, thank be... you so much oh yeah a card i know we want to be quick because you've got a yes i have to hop off you have to hop <laughs> off um yeah so let's do this quick okay sorry i talked so long no no i loved it okay this was great like this is i hope and i hope others also really enjoyed this i think i think they i think you will i think they will so I think it's cool. Another level of understanding. That's all all of this is about is understanding. Well, they, they love that, right? Yeah, and like... if there's tools that will help you, these are just guidelines, right? But if, if, if just the awareness, I feel like will help you understand yourself better. There's no, like, what's the harm of going, hey, I'm going to like try out my 
um, a, you know, my uh, inner authority of waiting, waiting yeah. for my clarity. Nothing is going to bad come out of that. No, <laughs> just no. see if it works for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this card's making a lot of sense for me. Oh, this is cool. Okay. So what, what deck are you using, Amy? The Moonology Manifestation Oracle Cards. I also decided to Oracle, to Oracle card it, <laughs> to use Oracle Cards. I'm using the Oracle of Mystical Moments. I really like the images are really dreamlike. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go you first? You go first. Yeah. Okay. I love this. So, which is interesting because this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, well, this is all transformation. Okay. Yeah. It's a card that came out. The key words with it, and I'm reading from the little book it comes with, is process, identity, which is cool, seeking answers. Cool. Right? Um, and it says a woman is dressed in a red polka dot dress. The upper part has already begun the process of transforming into a butterfly. Oh, you see that on the card? Right, it's really beautiful. Um, is the butterfly a part of her body? Is it a symbol of her soul? Is the woman transforming into a new life? This card leaves us with more questions than answers. <laughs> um, maybe you will find answers by thinking about how you would respond to these questions. Oh, Aaron. Get out of town. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Am I the person I would like to be? What can I do right now to transform some small parts of myself? So this is really cool because we're talking about human design. We're talking about understanding the self. And I just feel like one, I can on a personal level relate with this card, but I also feel like timing is everything as we, you know, talked about. And I feel like maybe people, I mean, spring is in the air, right? Which is all about new beginnings, transfer form, transformation, right? And so I feel like maybe people are also collectively looking for answers themselves um, on a more deeper and perhaps even spiritual level. So I think that's really cool. Amazing. Um, I pulled, like I said, from the Moonology Manifestation Jack. I've got the last quarter moon in Aries. It's interesting that you brought up spring because I mean we're getting close to Aries. Um, mm -hmm. is ending. Yeah. Uh, in the next week or you know two and um Aries you know is is when the spring was when, when we're in spring um this says work through your feelings so this absolutely resonates with me for this week I've been feeling a lot of overwhelming intense energy mm -hmm. a lot of stuff happening collective inner energy as well as in the planets feels overwhelming it feels intense there's a focus on your feelings. And so I also feel like this can be um, tied into the topic that we're talking about today because we talked about, um, you know, potential conditioning and like potential, like, is this mine? Is this somebody else? Is this my conditioning? Understanding yourself, yeah. you know, taps into this too. So this is just really calling us out to spend more time working on our feelings this is such a huge thing from this me this week I just did a live about this yesterday um and the thing that came up for us is you know there's all this transformative kind of energy around collectively and and we're all kind of rising yeah we yeah. are all kind of rising and the more work you do on yourself the more awareness you have or if you're just a naturally energy sensitive kind of person I feel like you're going to feel this energy amplified a bit 
at times of, you know, collective unease. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But to think of yourself like a channel, like a radio, to allow the feelings to just pass through you as if you are that channel or that radio, not like, is this mine? Like, is this, what am I doing wrong? You know, like that's like a lot of the messaging I've been getting when I posted the post the other day about how I was feeling. People are like, I honestly felt like I was taking a few steps back mm, because yeah. I was going back to my, you know, comfort zone. I felt like I was yeah. going back, right? Um, and it, I honestly feel like it's nothing really that we're doing right now, but obviously, like, have some discernment. What's coming up for you? Something that came up yesterday in a live was about judgment, and that seems to be a theme right now. Yeah. And so, I, I just ask you, I'll leave it, I'll leave you with this. What does judgment feel like in your body? When do you recognize when you're starting to judge someone, something, yourself? because judging is really just to make something separate than you mm-hmm. and it really is human nature but I also feel like it goes against what we're moving towards mm-hmm. and so feelings of judgment and separateness just feel really intolerable and uncomfortable right now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just allow the stuff to release just let it go holding on to stuff right now is just inviting it to stay yeah. Another really, really cool it. thing I wanted to end with is I truly feel like we are skipping timelines right now. Ooh. And I feel like the, the more people that are feeling this, okay, yeah. if, if we're all feeling it and we're all like, okay, intuitively, like there's something coming up about judgment or there's something coming up about mm. separateness or my, my old junk that I've been carrying around forever. And if you're feeling it and you work through it, imagine the impact of that. Yeah. That's true. It's true. So it just feels something that I got yesterday was like, you can do this in 10 years. You can do this in 30 years. You can do this in your next three lifetimes, or you can do it right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll take that one, please. Yeah. I don't want to do it again. (laughs) So it just feels like we can almost like erase those future um, challenges and, and life lessons maybe. Yeah, I totally agree. There's this huge shift. Yeah. There's a lot of, I keep hearing personal responsibility over and over and over again. And I feel like I I don't want to like call anybody out. It might be triggering somebody. It's triggering to me. And as I'm saying it, but it's almost like, but it's true. Sometimes sometimes we need a little kick in the butt. Right. Like, how are you holding yourself back? Because I feel like there's a lot of personal judgment happening here. It's true. And there, yeah, there's only going to continue to be judgment. And it's going to continue um, to come up in you and it's going to continue to demand yeah. to be felt and let go of. Yep. Yeah. Now's the time. And Aries is so intense and fiery. It's so, is it's, I don't know. Is it called the astrological new year? I feel like, I mean, just because it's the, it's the first, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't the know. First yeah. Sign, you know, it's number one. Pisces is the last. I don't know, but it yeah. feels like that. It feels like that to me. It feels like we are standing on the cusp of something new. Mm. And the fire yeah. image is good as well because it's making me feel like almost like when you write something on a paper and you burn it. Yeah. But I'm getting to like release, release, yeah. release. Release it. Don't carry it release with you it. anymore. Yeah. Release nope. it. And that's a good exercise, actually, just in itself is write what you want to release and you can burn it 
in yeah. a very safe, you know, in a way. Jar or something. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You could bury it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Choose to, to not hold that. Release it. Release it. I think the main thing I want to say about feelings and emotions is just we need to stop judging ourselves for how we feel about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We internalize everything. 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 Yeah. Just, it's just, it's just moving through you. We don't have to internalize it. Go, go with it. it. Yeah. Go with it. And also like sometimes the clarity, I think sometimes we like try to make sense of it in the moment, like while we're in the thick of it and we're like, what's the lesson here? What, what am I supposed to learn here? And we're like looking, we're almost forcing like, what, what is it? Yeah. It will come to you after, like it will come. It comes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, always, always, always. We don't have to seek the answer. We just have to trust it will come. That extra long episode. I don't even Break know. Drop. Very I'm good. Long, but <laughs> uh. Okay. This was so nice. Thank you so much, Amy. I really, really, really appreciated it. And I hope everybody else listening um, appreciates as well, which I'm sure you do. I hope you guys have a really good rest of your weekend. Happy weekend. Almost. Happy weekend. Yeah. Happy week. Whenever this airs. Whenever this airs. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Yes. Thank you so Take much care. for listening. Take care, guys. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual.